I'm Joey Braun. And I'm Avery Chapman. Welcome to Season 3 of the Mindshape Podcast. We bring you stories from everyday people that are meant not only to be inspiring and motivating, but also to be stimulating and captivating. The topics we will discuss this season will bring up the most inquisitive conversations. This is Episode 5 of Season 3. We want our listeners to know that some of our episodes contain explicit and real-life sensitive content. The words used and said in some episodes may be triggers to memories, experiences, and or unwanted events in your life or someone else's. Your discretion is strongly advised. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Mindshape Podcast. I'm here with the world traveler, the pianist himself, Avery Chapman. Avery, how's Michigan? How's Michigan today, man? Joey, it's freezing, man. I got to get out of here as soon as possible. I need a vacation somewhere down south or something. Uh, I got to get near our next guest, you know, our guest that's coming on today because it is freezing in Michigan right now. Dude, same here in New Jersey. It's it's probably a little worse there in Michigan, but it's freezing. I got my winter jacket out. You know, I for sure wish I was in Florida on vacation or Mexico, something like that. But man, I am so excited to have our guest on today. You know, Josh Nickerson, welcome to the podcast, man. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Dude, of course. We're super excited to dive into your story and what we talked about over the phone. It, it's so moving, man. So could you give our guests that are about to listen just a brief overview of that story? Yeah, so just real quick, um, just a kid coming from a really poor background, as in uh, we had no money, not barely enough money for food, clothes, shelter. We, I would like no dad in the pictures. It was mainly me and my mom growing up. She was addicted to drugs growing up. We had a house hop through cars, apartments, wherever we could find a place to stay. <clears throat> and we would um and we would just have a lot of problems with abuse, gangs, uh just a lot of that growing up and uh I would have to move a lot around. So and then there's just a lot of challenges that went through how I grew up. Not not the normal way a kid should grow up or did grow up. So just I had a really different upbringing, but overall thankful for it. But yeah, just to sum it up. Yeah, man. I mean, you definitely had a lot of different things happen that people, a lot of people don't experience, but you had to deal with, you know, the loss of, you know, your dad going out of the picture, like he's not there anymore. And, you know, your mom ended up passing away as well. Could you kind of dive into that scenario on, on what happened there and explain to our listeners that whole process. So, um, yeah, I'll just start off with um, mom and dad. They were they started off as friends. My dad came, uh, had a crush on my mom. Pretty much uh, when she was sleeping, decided to come and rape her while she was sleeping. So when when that happened, and I came along, 
uh, they he was instantly out of the picture because of that. <clears throat> he, uh, we don't, of course, like my mom didn't want him in the picture just at all. If if that happened to her, so she didn't. She kicked him out. <clears throat> and then when I was born, it was just mainly like I was born into household with my mom and my and her boyfriend, whichever boyfriend she had at the time. There's just, there's a couple I can't really remember, but I do remember a few. And the ones that I do remember were very abusive, always hitting her, always hitting me, and just never never the ideal boyfriend or a man figure to look up to. These are all crack addicts, alcoholics, all the worst guys, all the worst scenarios that, that were happening. Um, I was seeing things like gang violence. I was seeing uh, our house being broken into, stealing even like run-ins with the cops and I was just and I was just a little toddler seeing seeing all this being used to it not knowing right from wrong that was just like mainly like my whole toddler years just growing up seeing stuff like that and like I even remember we would like go dumpster diving I would be sitting in the car we would sleep in the car she would just be dumpster diving with her boyfriend trying to find stuff we could resell or use and like a really vivid memory I had was um like one night I had to sleep in the shopping cart and that was on it was on Christmas night because like her a boyfriend they were um they were arguing I had a little like Hot Wheels toy set and I just remember that getting all <laughs> broken down which was like I really liked Hot Wheels so, like that was the most devastating part to me but and then we got kicked out and then I just remember we got we ha- I had to sleep in a shopping cart my aunt or my mom my mom had me in the uh in the in a blanket that time and then my aunt had to come to kind of take me away and then that's when my mom at the same time got got taken away for for drugs so that's just like the first part of like my toddler years <laughs> wow and you were sleeping in a shopping cart yeah that that was on the i i remember i mentioned that on the uh tiktok but I never like got into full detail how like the, the let up point to that. That was like right. my my hook. <laughs> right, that is it's profound. I've I just I cannot imagine. Just as a child, you are exposed to all of this. Um, you know the drugs, the the abuse, and as a kid, I'm sure. Did you think this was normal, or did you see? that this was not right. I think as a kid I was so I I I didn't like I didn't know from right to wrong and I just didn't know what was what. I I kind of just sat back and observed it, you know, like I ne- I just took it in. I didn't I don't think I ever reacted to it or I mean I was obviously I remember times I'd cry and scream and freak out like during the abusive parts but other parts just like being poor I was just like okay this is this is my normal, so I just had to had to get used to it. And I kind of kind of just went along with the ride. Couldn't really do much as a little kid, you know. Right, you don't have much say. You you can't make decisions. You, you can't work for yourself. Obviously, you know you're too young. Yeah. But to be thrown in this environment, it, it's just eye opening. You know that you went through this, and now you're sharing it, which we thank you for. So you said you're a toddler at this time, and you can remember these these moments in very vivid detail. I might add. Yeah, they're like they're like flashbacks, and like 
so like I would you I would make sure I'd ask my mom like I'd ask her like 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 when I was older I asked her, I was like mom I I remember these were these true and everyone that I had like she said they were true and she remembers them like it's just really like flashbacks so yeah do you ever are you ever troubled by those past memories when you were a toddler or at any time were you troubled by these memories as in, no not really I just it was just it was just kind of memories if anything like a couple of them yes yeah. so like over like yeah I'll say yeah some of them not anymore but during like my lower points in life I they would come back and kind of kind of haunt me in a way definitely during the ones when I was either being abused or watching my mom be abused to have to watch your mom be abused you know I can't imagine you know going through that and dealing with that also going through abuse on your end and you're growing up in this hostile environment where it's kind of like this is my life but everything's so uncertain I'm not sure what's going to happen next you know everything is just like okay I'm just going with the flow here so it's like you're growing up and you're you said your mom got taken away for drugs now you're with your aunt correct This week's episode is sponsored by Live Authentically. Live Authentically is a media company that helps set your business apart from your competitors. With locations conveniently located all over the nation, Live Authentically can help you with social media content, informative tutorials, commercials, and much, much more. Let Live Authentically help bring your vision to life. Live Authentically. Get ready for amazing. Yeah, so my aunt came into the picture and kind of, kind of saved me from all that. My mom, she got taken to to rehab, you know, so she can get better for all the, all the all the drugs and stuff. But from there on out, she was never really in my life anymore. I would still kind of keep in contact with her over the phone or maybe here and there. I would I would see her, but then yeah, so I started living with her for a while from like, I want to say like second grade first grade around there up to up to middle school and we were we were so poor uh it was but she had a job so she did have enough to where we can survive but like we would live in an rv mobile home stuff like that didn't have the nicest stuff but like, we were still struggling but it, like enough to kind of make it on by just barely enough and she would also have uh, an abusive boyfriend she had one but he was he was he was a good guy sometimes but mainly he was an like he was an alcoholic so he was always abusing me and her at the same time oh yeah i was staying with her it was just that constant cycle and during when i was living with her i kind of i started seeing her as my second mom oh i just still wanted attention because she was working all the time so i started getting like in trouble a lot I would just I was hanging out with all the bad kids, just making like just making a lot of trouble just so I could get attention. I don't know. She would try her best, and like I didn't understand that though. I just thought she would. I just wanted attention and some type of like love shown. Um. Yeah. Came middle school. She uh she developed uh breast cancer, so then. She had to quit her job, or she lost her job. She didn't have to quit, but she lost it. She couldn't work. 
So when she lost her job, she also we also lost our place. And then she had to move to Georgia with one of her daughters so she could do chemotherapy. And then during that move, and I was supposed to move with her, I got stuck in Las Vegas with one of her daughters, a.k.a. my cousins. I had to leave my aunt, who I saw as my second mom, and I had to go stay with my cousins, who I kind of barely knew. But like I was thankful enough for them for them to take me in, and they were they were super nice to me. They gave me everything I needed. But then like that was the lowest point um I had mentally. I was mm-hmm. just constantly thinking negative. I was putting myself down. I had I was a bit not overweight, but I was pretty chubby. Started getting a whole bunch of acne. It was it was like the worst times of high school. Um, it was this is probably like freshman, a little bit of sophomore year. And this was in Vegas. I didn't make any friends. I probably had one friend and I moved twice when I was there in Vegas. So, you know, with the constant moving around, not being in one place, it was really hard to make friends. So I was very I was very lonely. I started getting into drugs like psychedelics, I was doing pills, weed, alcohol, just the whole, all of that, just uh, just to not be sober, just so I can have something to do. And then school, I was barely passing by. I uh, I would go and visit California because California was kind of still where I wanted to be and where I was kind of more happy. And I had a friend who offered me to go and live with them. I, I took that offer and I left my cousins. With that, like, I was pretty happy. I was, like, excited to go back. And then with that, it came with the price of me, you know, having to grow up really fast. You're growing up super fast, super quick, and you're going from your your aunt to who went to Georgia because of chemo. They have she had to do chemotherapy to being with your cousins in in Vegas to living with your friends. So you really don't have like a permanent spot. You're kind of just jumping from place to place, and you know there's no stability there. There's a lot of uncertainty there, and you know obviously you touched upon there was some. No abuse with your with your aunt and her boyfriends, and you know, was there was there that present with your cousins, or was that kind of a place where you kind of got away from that nature a little bit? Yeah. So when I was with my cousins, it, uh, that was probably the most stable. It was like no abuse, everything, everything was was pretty normal when I was with my cousins. Yeah. No, I'm glad to hear that they were able to give you a little bit of stability because from the story that you're telling, and there was just that was just present the whole time. You know, you were, you were dealing with that environment. Was there moments where you thought that seeing all that abuse brought aggression out in you, whether that be with other people or moments of, you know, abuse in the future? Cause I know people that experience it sometimes actually are abusive. Were there moments where you felt like that could have been taken over from your experiences that you had to deal with that? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I don't think I got into it, but I do have two older brothers. Um, they moved out way before, though, and they, they weren't so much in my life either. But my oldest one, he's, he's had it harder than me, and he's actually have some serious, serious anger issues, which they kind of, like, from the abuse he's been through, kind of did let it take over him. Like, I would see that from him, and it just, for me, it just... It never grown on me. I would, I would say I did have anger issues, but I would take it. I would mainly take it out on myself, and I'd get angry at myself, and I would do stupid things like break stuff or punch walls or punch. I would never hurt other people. That was just something that 
that was never for me. Yeah, definitely like anger towards more myself in a way and hurting myself. So, so through all of this, all of the things you've, you've gone through up until this point in high school that you're, that, you know, you've talked about, was there a time where you said, I can't live my life like this anymore. I have to, I have to change. Like something has to change. I have to get out of this situation and step away from it, be apart from all of this. Was was there an awakening, like that awakening moment for you? So yeah, this kind of goes back into the story. Back when I, pretty much when I left Vegas, I, I just got sick and tired of every night falling asleep, either being intoxicated in, with some type of drug. And I just hated up waking the next morning. I just hated that that cycle that I was in. So then when I moved back to Cali with a friend and, you know, it was just me with no family or anything, it kind of, I was kind of forced to, uh, to force to grow up that quick. And I guess the switch would just be being that constant alone. Like, like during the growing up process, I wasn't necessarily alone. I was just surrounded by bad circumstances. But when I was by myself, and like the I was just living with a friend, but when I was by myself, I was like, okay, there's no bad influences around me, and I've seen the bad influences, and I obviously don't like them. What can I do? What can I do to to change that? I it was kind of a mix of survival, as in I had to get a job right away so I could get clothes for me, get food for me, get I don't know, pay any bills I had to pay. So yeah, I had to save up for a car, do all that. But I think the switch was just from, I want to say the first job that I got, it was at Safeway. I was pushing carts. I was, you know, being a little guinea pig running around doing bags, putting stuff back on the shelves. But I remember the mo- the time I would really be in my thoughts, like kind of reminiscing about the past would be when I was pushing carts because... I I would sit there and it would it would remind me I'm like I don't want to be pushing carts for the rest of my life I really don't and be getting paid just enough to barely live by paycheck to paycheck that was just something that 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 bothered me and seeing my parents or my, my parents but mom at least struggle paycheck to paycheck to put food and they seem so stressed so negative all the time I just didn't want that feeding off me anymore so. And I would always have advice from my one of my older brother James, because um, he was trying to make it out and do the same thing as well. He was older than me, so he didn't have more advice to give me. I was always listening to to what older people would give me advice. Like I would have friends, parents that give me advice. I was just always listening as a kid, just always trying to pay attention to what people would tell me. Not necessarily, not necessarily in school, but. When I did move back to California, that's when I really just shifted into gear. I was like, all right, I can't be sitting back and listening anymore. I got to like have action now. I got a job, and then I focused on school, got all my grades up. I never would have A's or B's, but until like my sophomore year, the second semester, I had three A's, three B's. I finished that school year uh, with a 3.5 GPA, and then from there on out, I was just getting solid A's and B's. So, so I graduated high school, but then um, things that really helped me were probably sports 
I did play football for a bit. Football was fun. Not necessarily something I enjoyed so much, but something that I don't regret. But the biggest the biggest switch for me, honestly, is boxing. American Kickboxing Academy. It's a combat sports gym. This gym is the biggest switch on for my life. It's the biggest turnaround. It's the biggest motivation because it, it's, it's, I really found my passion with this place, with boxing and combat sports. It brings out the best in me. It makes me feel so wholesome, uh, so genuine, so just so happy. Uh, I can't, I can't explain. Like I just have this great burst of energy when I'm there, and after I just feel so accomplished, so happy with myself. I feel like I'm on the right track. I feel like I'm doing so much better for myself and for my family. I'm so happy that you found, you know, an outlet like that like you you found through sports you know you played football you know that really wasn't your thing but then you're able to find boxing and and that enjoyment and that feeling you get from doing that and that it's absolutely amazing man you know you're here now you know you're you're 19 years old now you've you figured out you know the boxing and everything that you love to do you know what what are you doing now um and what are some of your goals for the future I want to open up a, a nonprofit organization, kind of like a mix of like, think of like a YMCA mixed with uh, with boxing, kind of like, I want to just give a place where people were kids that kind of had the same circumstances as me, go there and they can learn the sport of boxing uh, at either free or very low cost, where I could have other scholarships or sponsors, you know, um, kind of give these kids so they don't have to you know pay a whole bunch give them a place where they can go have mentors there they can have counselors even therapists just build a community and they can come here and either let's say take their anger out kids who like feel lost they can come here find a purpose and just help direct them and you know give that 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 little extra push or that helping hand before that's that's the long term goal, like something I definitely want to do in the future. For now, I just want to save save up money. I plan on going to college out here in Texas, probably going into business, so I could do that, and then definitely like nutrition and uh, health and well being. That's something I want to learn about and kind of open up my own my own store maybe in the future, my own program. I want something. I want to create something that was just so I can help others with their well-being overall, physical, mental, spiritual, all that. Josh, I absolutely love that, man. And I 100% see that in your future. Um, you've been through so much, and I can tell you're a person that's going to use what you've been through and be able to create you know, betterment for other people through what you create in the future at that gym, You know, allowing people that you know might be off the streets or not have a family or whatever it may be and give them a place with community and, and a place to box and and do different things. And that's amazing, man. Um, Avery, any thoughts from you, man? No, just like you said, Joey, that's an incredible thing to, to have gone through something that no kid should have to go through. You know, no one should have to go through and to come out and say that, I'm not going to be bitter. I'm not going to be angry, but I'm going to use my life experiences, use what I went through and help other people, help kids going through this, this same situation that I grew up in 
and help them understand that they can make it out. They can change their perspective. They can be a better person. That just says a lot about you, man. That just says what type of person you are and how you rose up and you rose up out of a bad situation and you're going to turn it around and you're turning it around and bravo to you, man. No, it's been an honor to have you on this podcast and to hear your story on and off the phone and on here, you know, for all of our listeners that might want to reach you and ask you about your story or ask you for advice or just talk to you in general, you know, where can they find you on social media? I probably prefer my boxing page. Um, I like to post a lot more on there. It's J-A-W-S-H-M-M-A. So kind of like Josh, but spelled J-A-W-S-H-M-M-A. And that, that that's probably the account I use the most. Um, it has all my boxing. I do like some fitness stuff on there. I'll repost like quotes or something like that, food. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the best way to reach me. All right, guys, go check out his page. Go message him. Josh's story is incredible, and we know he's going to do big things to help people in the future. Again, Josh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it a lot. That ends another episode of the Mindshape Podcast.